So, I mean, especially in early days for any, any, uh, any stage company, the credibility is not of the company, but of the company. I mean, there is actually no doubt about that. So when I when I go sit to the table, yes, I represent smartly, but they're like, okay, what who are you for us to be able to trust you? What have you done? What is your pedigree? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and I think that that has held me in good stead, I would say. Hello everyone. Welcome to the B2B SaaS podcast. I'm your host, Upendra Orman. Today we have Robin Singhway with us. Robin here is the founder of a company called SmartQ. Hey Robin, welcome to the show. Hey Upendra. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hi Robin. So let Help us understand, right? So what your product does and why customers are willing to pay you money. So SmartView helps teams create interactive self-serve demos uh, with the goal of improving the quality of needs in their funnel. Right? We basically turn traditional product demos into personalized self-serve journeys that will significantly boost your lead conversion. That's what SmartView does. And uh, the reason people sign up for and pay, pay us for, the, the key reason really is that B2B buying behavior is now starting to look a lot more like B2C buying behavior, which means that people want to do their own discovery, do their own exploration, want to get a touch and feel experience of your product before they click on the book a meeting or sign up for a free trial button. And you as the seller need to enable the buyer as much as possible to be able to do that. Because if you do, then your CN cycle will be compressed, your lead quality obviously goes uh, is significantly improved, and uh, that is the uh, the goal of every highly efficient sales team. Right, so that's the promise that we we provide, and that's why we're able to sign on customers. Got it, right? So if 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 I'm a user of one of your customers, right, who's using you, right, so where exactly do I see this particular automated demo coming to me, an automated and personalized demo? Yeah, so if you are the user at, at, at my customer, right? So, so you, you will either be a marketer, right? So either a product marketer, demand gen person, or you might be part of customer success teams or product teams, right? And uh, where you will see the output of what you end up creating in things smart queue will vary depending on your function. But it actually goes all the way across the funnel. So right at the top of the funnel, when you, you are trying to embed these interactive showcases on your website or landing pages or even inside of your ads, to uh, if you're a demand gen person, you are embedding these demos inside of your cold out on emails. Mm-hmm. If you're a salesperson, you're embedding these in your follow-up or leave behind assets after you've had a meeting with your customer. If you're a customer support person or a product person, are using smart to create or augment at least not your sort of uh, customer and even materials. So it, right. it spans the entire funnel. Makes sense, right? So, and I'm assuming a lot of people can use you, right? So everybody under the sun can use you, right, to create product demos. So I'm I'm, I'm saying that because uh, so I just want to understand your customer base so that I could really understand who you are trying to sell to. Right? So help me understand, right, uh, today, right? So who are you primarily selling to and how many customers do you have on your platform as a player? I mean, so, so that, that's an interesting question, right? So anyone under the sun can use me. Uh, will anyone under the sun pay me? TBD, right? Um, but, but the folks who do pay me tend to be, um, uh, it, it's, it's a spread right now in mm-hmm. terms of uh, enterprise customers which have uh, well-oiled marketing teams mm-hmm. to PLG companies or very small lean startups which are trying to optimize their marketing motion so that they're able to sort of get the best 
uh, out of their existing resources and, and automate the stuff that they don't need to do. So it, it's kind of spread across the board. And of course, when I say my customers, all of them are sending some software of some yeah. kind. Got it. And then just, just quantify this, right? So how many paying customers are we talking about today? So we have, we have about uh, 30 odd paying customers. And, and, organizations. and then what, how big are these, you know, deals, right? And I don't want the exact number. I'm just looking for the range. Are sure. these $100 deals, $1,000 deals, $10,000 deals, $100,000 deals? What are we talking so, so about? So these, these depend, right? These depend on whether it's an enterprise or whether it's a smaller customer. Then we have, uh, if you see on our website, you know, we have plans that appeal to younger companies. We're giving it away for $400, a year yeah. for a couple of users to, you know, five to six figure deals for larger enterprises. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right. So it's, it's, it's still the best is, you know, I think the enterprise deals are around fifty sixty thousand dollars $60,000, right? Is that what I'm understanding? And you range from. Yeah, I think it, 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 it depends. Again, it depends, right? Uh, it depends on the need, depends on the function, it depends on. Uh, the number of licenses. Uh, it depends yeah, yeah. on. The so I know there's going to be a spread, yeah. and I'm specifically trying to understand this because I want to understand your go-to-market motion after this, right? So I just want to get a sense of like how how many inter like how big of like how many enterprise deals you've cracked so far, right? So if it's a lot, then maybe we'll talk about that motion. Right? Yeah, I mean when I when I talk about yeah, it's 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 fifty fifty right now. Got it, right? So in terms of enterprise versus uh, versus smaller companies. Got it, right? And yeah, and just, we also have a long tail of, of sort of individual creators who are actually using the product as well. So there's like a significant number of these. So, so uh, GTM actually, you know, before we get into it, that is the next challenge that we are trying to solve. That, you know, which of these people do we target? Which are those going to be the most uh, value for our efforts mm-hmm. and things like that. So those are still things that we are uh, in active discussions to figure out the right approach. And then uh, how old is your product? Like when have you launched it? Uh, the product is actually only about four months old, maybe yeah, four now. You know, we launched officially in like May, uh, late May, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's just been three to four months now. And what what did you do at launch? Uh, so yeah, when we say launch, it's it's basically you know we launched on product hunt, uh, we sort of amped up the product, uh, tried to tried to create as much buzz around it as possible, mm-hmm. uh, used that launch to sort of you know, um. Uh, get our name out there in front of the right customers uh, using that that credibility of not just launching our product hunt but also being part of the day uh, mm-hmm. on product hunt right yeah. so using up leaning into that credibility uh to open a few more doors for us yeah so so again uh, i'll just i would just i just want to touch upon this right so because a lot of people right they, they, yeah. they just want to launch on product hunt they want to be the product of the day right they can't yeah. right so so what what has worked for you what did you do there uh, so, so interestingly enough, we actually launched product hunt twice. Okay. Um, one was, I think, uh, last September and then this, uh, this main, uh, April main launch. And the first time around, it was really just brute force. It was literally just me and a couple of interns uh, trying to make it happen. Uh, this time around, we kind of just took those learnings, tried to, you know, make a playbook of sorts, mm-hmm. uh, and then try and execute that. Even so, uh, being number one on product front is actually a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest and say that that you know yes you can put in a lot of effort, but if you know a YC company or if uh, a well-funded company comes to the board, and the odds are that you're not going to get the catch up, right? Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're number one or not. 
Uh, what matters is if you can get enough people sure. to know about the fact that you've launched and uh, what people have in sort of affinity or recognition of the plan. Yeah, so right? what, and, what, and we what worked for you this time, right? So any insight there, right? So just one if you were to pick. Uh, there were quite a few, right? So so this time around, you know, we had our email list in order. We had, uh, you know, our Slack approaches and, our, and all the, the WhatsApp groups and stuff like that in order. We also ensured that we we uh, gave people a heads up. The last mm-hmm. time around, we just launched and told people on the day of launch. Yeah. Whereas this time around, we had like a, a month long plan that, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're launch. So first go on the coming soon page, create discussions on product hunt itself. Uh, you know, a, a small thing that actually worked, uh, and I think a lot of people should do is you go on product hunt, uh, say you're coming soon. So there's an option yeah. to go on there and say that you're coming soon. Then start commenting on a lot of other top products during that, that month. Because mm-hmm. when you do, it shows up, you show up as coming soon and a lot of people go and sort of sign up to get notified. That actually led to a lot of uh, people signing up to get notified. And that, I think that gave us a bit of a boost, which was new for us this time around. Yeah. Got it. And that's wonderful. Right? So what, what did this product hunt bring? Right? So how many signups did you get in like as a result of this? Yeah. So, so this, this is interesting, right? Because... Uh, one question is, how did you launch in Product Hunt? But I think the more interesting question is that, what did you get out of the Product Hunt launch? Yeah. Uh, and, and the answer varies for a lot of people. And for us, it was, it was more of that there is a, a company that is doing some very interesting stuff in the demo automation space. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of signups, but like a lot of other companies, not all of them were, were good quality signups, yeah. if you will, right? Yeah. Uh, but that, that kind of gave us, uh, impetus to sort of then go find the right communities, find the right people, a lot of technical folks or product folks who hang out on product hunt found us and then referred us to their marketing tools, mm-hmm. right? So in that sense, product hunt worked really well, but I, I wouldn't like necessarily quantify success on product hunt as a number of, uh, sign up that got on product hunt to be honest like we got thousands of sign up but that doesn't really matter yeah got it right so so over the past four months right after you launched on product hunt right so what have you been doing in terms of you know strictly from a top of funnel perspective right what's been working for you in terms of lead discovery yeah so like i said we're still very early right so so our primary go-to market is still founder led which is me mm-hmm. right uh you know i have a monthly newsletter that goes out to 100 people uh, that actually has been my biggest lead gen engine mm-hmm. because these are people who've been aware of and been on this journey with me. Okay. And now that they see that, okay, you know, we've gotten to a meaningful place in terms of product, in terms of funding, in terms of, you know, uh, closer to PMF, I wouldn't say add PMF. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a ton of every time I send out this monthly newsletter just from them. Right? And then, uh, which is great because these are highly qualified moves. Talk about this newsletter, right? Needs. So, when have you been building this? Like, when did you start? And like, who are these people? Who so, are these audience? Yeah. So, this started when I launched the company, and that was back in October 2021. And um, I'm a first-time founder. And, you know, I've I worked in enterprise. I, I've I've worked across a number of different startups, which sold to enterprises for the past 10, 12 years in the US. Mm-hmm. And so I've been fortunate enough to have like a small set of trusted advisors, friends, you may call them. Yeah. And I figured that, hey, you know what, this, this, is, this newsletter was kind of a safe space for me mm-hmm. where I would 
tell them of all the things that I messed up, all the things I had no idea about and all the things that I was taking a shot in the dark at, right? And then it it became a, a way for a solo founder like me to have like this informal but very vested group of advisors mm-hmm. uh, who always kind of supported and, and uh, led me down the right path. Uh, as I started talking to other customers, other prospects, uh, fellow founders uh, who I felt, you know, resonated with me and, and really kind of wanted to support me, I started to add them with their permission and now yeah like I said it's about you know a couple hundred people but each of them I know personally you know I could pick up the phone and, and talk to them but especially being a founder you, you just rarely have time yeah and so for me this is this is actually the one thing every month that I have to do without fail that and that is drafted by me and not like an AI or like a ghostwriter or whatever this is the one thing that 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 I have to do without you, and and I think it has paid off in spades. And then how is it attributing to this user growth? Are they are they the ones who who's trying out your product? Are they referring you just because they want to help you? Like how is that you know funnel getting closed? Yeah, yeah. So so it is. While there are a subset of those folks who've ended up using SmartQ and their organizations, uh, the bigger vote of confidence is that they've been referring me to other companies, saying that hey, you know what. I think this is a really good product. Not that, hey, I know this guy and he's a good guy, so you should talk to him. The the word of confidence is for the problem that I'm solving and the product that I've built to solve that problem. Right? So that's that's the kind of warm introductions that are happening. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm kind of glad to say that 90% of my customers right now are folks who I never knew before. Okay. Right? It's not that, you know, I knew this guy, so he knew smart you and now he's paying me. And then there are a few ma- of those. How many of them can you actually attribute to this wonderful effort of yours? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, out of the, the 30, 40 enterprise customers that we have, I want to say at least half, if not more, have come from this specific channel, right? So a lot of my revenue is attributed to that channel. Uh, and then the other, I mean, you're talking about the market. The other thing that's worked for me is a two-fold approach on LinkedIn. One is sort of, trying to write content and establish thought leadership on LinkedIn, uh, setting myself up as, uh, you know, someone who is uh, involved and deeply ingrained in the sales enablement, buyer enablement, tempo automation space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, on a, on a more tactical level, like a lot of cold out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's the challenge that's worked for me. Now the challenge is that how do I move from being founder led? To having a, a a true GTM motion in yes. place, right? So those that's that's something that I'm figuring out uh, figuring out as I do. Yeah, and then just help help us understand right the sales cycle so far, right? I mean, you might have closed you know 10, 10, 10 to twenty mm-hmm. of these deals, right? So how big they are, right? So how have you managed to close this? I mean, what happened there? So so like I said, right? So I've I've done enterprise sales on my life. Like that's yeah. the you know interestingly enough, a lot of people. Have advised me to go the PLG route for Smart Q, and while that could potentially work, I don't know anything about PLG, mm-hmm. right? What I do know is the enterprise motion, mm-hmm. right? And that that that, that and, and I'm sure all sales are like that, but especially enterprise sales are all about being diligent, being proactive, and just being very methodical, right? It's like when you follow, you know, when you when you think of a prospect becoming, you know, going through your funnel. Mm-hmm. It takes a while, right? Like there, there are times when, you know, I, I've spoken to someone about eight months ago, 
Mm-hmm. And I just nurtured him, nurtured him, nurtured him, nurtured him for eight months. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when you think of like, you know, a lot of 40 mail sequences, like six, eight, ten, and you're done, right? Yeah. Over a two month, three month period. But in enterprise sales, it's it's not that. You just have to keep engaging them and not with, hey, can we sell now? Can can you buy now? Can you buy now? It's just more about relationship building first, mm-hmm. uh, establishing that level of trust, confidence that, you know, Robin actually knows what he's talking about or the problem that he's solving. And yeah. and he is he is uh, knowledgeable enough to understand my problem. Yeah. Right? So once I once you're able to do that, then you bring them to the table. And then when you bring them to the table, you know, it, it's it's a pretty straightforward sort of in the in the sense that you know that there's processes that you have to follow to sort yeah. of get things over them, right? So, so whether Rob- it is following up consistently. Sorry, go ahead, finish. Yeah, so Robin, so have you raised any external funding so far? Uh I went through a accelerator program and I also raised a little bit of funding from some engines from my network back in the US, but mm-hmm. but not a whole lot very small. That was so, last so I'm last asking day. you this question, right? Because one of the things that yes. I've observed a lot of founders do, right? So they start a company, right? So and they're going through this enterprise enterprise sales motion. The top of funnel, yes, they can handle, right? A bunch of cold emails, you know, a bunch of cold outreach on LinkedIn. You can get there, right? Yeah. But everything else after that, it falls apart, right? Because they say, okay, you're not credible enough that I, I go and close a $20,000 deal with you, right? So like what's working for you? Just yeah. talk us through that, you know, process and, you know, what's really working for you and what, what are we missing here? It, so so it's interesting you say that because my challenge is actually the reverse. Like I I I stay awake at night that my funnel is not full enough, right? Because my confidence in in my sort of in my ability is that if someone comes to a door, I'll be able to close a, a deal with them. And it's also interesting, you know, what enterprise deals are. Or smart Q versus what I used to sell, like, you know, going from million dollar deals to, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100, 200 K deals. These are yeah. actually smaller size deals. So, yeah. so for me, I'm like, man, that, this should not be a big deal. Uh, but so I have the reverse problem. But I'm but, like, okay. But, yes, back then, but back then when you were selling million dollar deals, right? I mean, you must have this fancy product out there that everybody in the world knows. Right? I mean, you you were dealing with a different spectrum, right? So now you are this solo founder or and you you just founded, you just got this new company. I mean, it's just brand new, right? So there is no credibility yeah. or, I mean, or how are you building that credibility? Like, so what's like, that? that's what I'm talking about, like, and how are you overcoming those? Yeah. So, I mean, especially in early days for any, any, uh, any stage company, the credibility is not of the company, but of the founder. I mean, there is actually no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I go sit to the table, yes, I represent SmartKey, but they're like, okay, what, who are you for us to be able to trust you? What have you done? What is your pedigree, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that that has held me in good stead, I would say, um, so far. Um, so so yeah, I mean, I, I I unfortunately don't know the answer to, to the problem that a lot of other founders face, but I would love to learn from them how to start up my top of the funnel. But I think you, in a way, answered it, right? So you talked about positioning Ooh. yourself as a thought leader in that particular space, right? So I guess you must have raised a couple of rounds of funding or, or, you know, a couple of known angels that may be adding credibility over there. And you obviously are an expert in enterprise sales, right? So maybe that is helping you out. So, but yeah, that's, that's a... Great... It's the whole package, right? I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things. I think we said it, right? it's, about, uh, it's about positioning and, and the brand that cultivate, even if it's early on. And Robin, like, how big is the team today? The team is very new. We had about we had, we had, we had three people and then a rotating door of interns and contractors as well. Who's building, who's building the software? 
Yeah, so MySQL and, and you know, I have a team which is augmented with, with external folks from time to time. Got it, right. So what's what's the next big, you know, milestone you're targeting and how do you intend to get there? What's the vision? Yeah, so, yeah and the next big milestone is to fold one is we need to have 100 uh, organizations on SmartQ uh, by uh, March of 2024. So That's a million dollar in revenue you're talking about, right? So 100, 100 deals, around 10,000. Uh, probably more. Uh, okay. probably more, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like that's, that's the goal that if we get a hundred, uh, you know, specific sized organizations giving us a specific revenue, then, uh, we'll be a very robust and healthy, yeah. uh, company, uh, which, which will allow us to, to choose our path, you know, yeah. which is either raising more funds, uh, on our own terms, hopefully. Or being a very, very sort of uh, robust and, and uh, viable uh, you know, business, yeah. traditional or otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you intend to do that all by yourself, like in terms of, you know, selling all of these deals? Yeah, I mean, no, of course, we'll have a team. We, yeah. we definitely need a team to do that. Uh, you know, a part of part of the activities that, that are happening right now is figuring out the motion that how do you go from pump and neck to uh, a proper uh, sales engine or an knowledge, right? So one of the processes, like I, I, I spend, I spend a lot of days, especially weekends, going through all of the calls that I've done and trying to find patterns and a and a process that I can document yeah. for whoever I bring, like like my first SDR, SDR of or my first team. Yeah. So so that's the that's the obvious next step that we need to build the team, both on the on the GTM side of the house and on the tech side of the house. Got it. Uh, all right, Robin, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale SmartQ to much, much greater heights. Thank you. This was great. I enjoyed it.